0: Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. Writing as a creative process. so so that was another really key insight in writing the book that I no one ever t- tells you that's, look, you've probably never asked someone who's written a book, how'd you write a book? So for any of you that are interested, you're you're getting the inside scoop right now on how a book gets written, at least from following the process I followed and, which I think is a pretty well-worn path. What's up, gang? Welcome to the Greatness Machine. I'm your host Darius from Day. I'm so pumped to have you here with me Now listen. The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions, and number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're gonna feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Greatness Machine. This is our new solo episode for the week, and man, it's been a minute before since I've done a solo, so I'm happy to do one again today. I'm going to do a very special solo. This is the story of how I wrote my book, the uh, the core value equation. And let me see if I grab it here. I'm going to grab it. Ah, There it is. Oh, got it. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm publishing. I'm doing my my episode, but here it is. If you're watching the video, this is my book. It's number one bestseller. Amazon bestseller, and uh, it's coming on two years. I, I published the book September fifteenth, twenty twenty. But but the story behind publishing the book is actually a better one. Um, and this is you know if you've ever thought about writing a book, and which sound, probably feels and sounds like a daunting task, I'm going to tell you right now, it was one of the coolest and one of the um, most interesting projects I've ever worked on. And I, I could tell you, anyone can do this. Anyone can write and publish a book. Um, and, and I'm going to kind of give you the cheat sheet and, and the learnings I had that helped me make it a, a reality because I had always, I had it on my bucket list. I found an old bucket list of mine from 2010 and on the bucket list was write and publish a book. Uh, bestselling book, which which I've now checked off that bucket list. And I will tell you right now that it was, again, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. But I want to back up. I want to tell you the full story because the whole story is, is an interesting story in of itself. So people that know me well, or if you've been listening to the show for a while, then you'll, you'll know that I am what I call myself to be as a core value evangelist. I uh, got very interested in how do you build a core value driven organization as a CEO and as an executive, obsessed about it, tinkered with it experimented with it and then and then really figured out my system on how i did that and i became really like a go-to for all the uh, a lot of the entrepreneurs and CEOs that I knew in my network, which is a lot of them at this point in my life and, and over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. And I was always, people were always coming up to me and asking me, you know, how did, how do you build a core value-driven organization? And, 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 or what do you do when this happens? And how do you make your core values come to life? And I kept getting tons of questions about it. So over time, I, I felt like I built myself into an authority on this on the subject of how do you take core values and, and really turn them into something that becomes alive and well in your organization uh, as a any anything from an executive to a business owner um how do you do that and um I I probably this is about seven or eight years ago I was mentoring a group in entrepreneurs organization they have a group called accelerator which is for smaller businesses under a million in revenue and I was I had been Uh, signed up to be a mentor in, in this program. And I was mentoring a group of, of, of a few different entrepreneurs. I think there were seven or eight entrepreneurs in my group. Uh, and, and, (laughs) uh, Bill Gallagher, who, who's been a, a guest on the show, he, uh, he, he basically, uh, bullied me into doing it. Bill, if you're listening to this, you, you know the story. Bullied me into uh, not backing out at the 11th hour at the last minute because I just launched TMS at that point. I just launched my business at TMS, and I was overwhelmed, and here I was agreeing to be a mentor. But fast forward to about eight months into it, I kind of took their playbook, threw it out the window, said, hey, I'm going to teach these entrepreneurs' core values. Well, a few months after that, they did an event where they asked me to come speak at it. And so I came, and I, I spoke, and I met this guy by the name of Dr. Dave Maggironi, who ran orthodontics uh, practice in northern california and he asked me if i would help him build his core values so i I've, initially i initially told him no but he's a very likable person and i agreed in the end to do it and so i helped him we became friends well fast forward to 2018 so this is about 4 years later and he said hey man i'm doing this ortho, i'm i'm keen you know i'm i'm organizing this this huge orthodontist conference in dallas texas would you come be the keynote and I said, no, man, you know, I'm busy. I'm traveling. I, I think at that point I was I was elk hunting with my friends. And I'm not a huge hunter. It was the first time I'd done that up in Montana. And But I agreed to do it because I, I love David and I, and I wanted to help him out. So I said, listen, I'll do it, but I, I don't want to do a keynote. I want to do a fireside chat. You got to interview me. And he's And like I said, he's a very likable person. So very like charismatic guy. Um, and so uh, I flew into Dallas. uh grew about 500 orthodontists in the audience had a great talk. Just, it was very like natural. It wasn't like something where you're standing at the screen, but it was a very insightful, great conversation about how do you build a core value driven uh, business? Well, this is uh, October, 2018. And at the end of the talk, um, I got off stage and I had this line of people coming up to me to, to, to thank me and, and talk to me about my talk. And First person comes up, oh, Darius, I love your talk. Is there like a book I can read? that'll teach me how to do this? Or is there like a class I can take? No, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I really just taught myself how to do this. Now, mind you, in the back of my mind, you know, rewind back to 2010, I'd wanted to build, <laughs> write a book. So I, I kind of oh, had wanted to write this core value book, but I, but I just didn't, you know, I hadn't committed to it. Next person, oh, I love your talk. Hey, is there like a book I can read or a class I can take? No, I'm sorry. You know, you know this is just my own stuff, but, you know, maybe one day. Six people down, six person asked me in a row, is there a book I can read or a class I can take? Finally, I said, yeah, it's coming out in in June. (laughs) So at that moment, this is October of 2018, I had committed to writing a book. At least I had said it out loud for the first time. And many of you may have had that moment in your life where you're like, man, there's this book I want to write. And I tell you, everyone has a book in them. And you could say, oh, that book's already been written. Or This thing I'm, I know other people know. But I will tell you this. And this is something that, you know, there hadn't been a great book on how do you build a core value-driven organization. So that was easy for me. But I will say this. No one has said it the way you're going to say it. There's, I don't know what the numbers. It's a huge number, 5,000 self-published books a day I think that come out. It's a huge number that literally it's their launch day every day. It's like millions and millions of books come out per year. So everything's been written about everything. But nothing has been written the way you're going to say it. And I had, I didn't know that before I got, went into the process. I never thought about it like that, that no one's going to say it the way you're going to say it because you're, you're a unique perspective and you're a unique person. So if you have a book in your head that you want to write, just know that even if a book's been written, it's never been written in your voice with your thoughts and your personality and your, your authority, the way you think about it. So, um, move forward about two months and my business was, we, we went through this huge, uh, sale of one of our divisions of our companies and it was a very traumatic thing that was happening over christmas 2018 and i'm sucked into this process because i'm it's either i'm going to sell this business or i got to lay off 400 people and it was freaking me out so to take a break from this process because i'm literally on the phone hour by hour trying to figure this sale out i, I decided to dictate my book so i i literally like Turn on my phone, like the recorder in my iPhone and and I'm like, chapter one, you know, and I just go through and I and, and I do about I think it's like 14, 13 hours, 14 hours of chapters and over like a two week period, I dictate my book. So now i was like oh my god man you know that was a pretty stressful moment in my life but i i actually got my the book out of my head i just like recorded it on my phone i just talked it out i had a friend of mine who Jeff shocks who also is a former guest on the show and jeff told me that's how he wrote his first book so i literally i didn't know what i was doing i just knew that's what he did and i said well hell i'll do it if he did it, i can do it um and so i did that and and i reached out to a friend of mine john Rowland, uh who was Coming up, he's gonna be a guest on the show, uh, Gift of, of Giftology fame. So many of you might know John John Rulin, uh, R-U-H-L-I-N. If you don't know him, check out his giftology stuff. He's gonna be coming on the show in a couple of weeks. But he had a monumental book about how do you, you know, give gifts uh, as a form of of building your business. And so I said, you yeah, know, I'm gonna reach out to John. He's a friend of mine, see if he could point me in the right direction on like what he would do or who he who I can maybe have helped me write my book because I knew that there's these different companies out there that do like publishing and and I had done some research at this point I, I started reaching out to people that help you put together your manuscript and you go shop your manuscript to different publishers because I'll tell you what out of the gates when you start thinking about writing a book you're probably like I don't know what the fuck to do. Do I have to go find a book publisher? Do I need an agent? Do I want to self-publish? Do I want to, you know, I found out there's a thing called hybrid publishing. What do I do? It's a confusing world. Well, I didn't know what to do. So I just called someone that I knew published their book. And he said, hey, you should talk to, you know, I did my, he he did his book through a company called Scribe. uh, with And and Tucker Max, who was one of the owners of Scribe of Tucker Max fame, he said you should talk to Tucker. And he's in Austin, Darius, just like you. Why don't you oh hook you up with him? So I so he hooks me up with Tucker and, and Tucker and I end up start talking and we end up scheduling to meet. And I have and so we go and we grab a coffee in downtown Austin. This is January of 2019. And we have this great conversation. Says, and Tucker, Tucker asked me a really important question that, that you should ask yourself if you're thinking about writing a book. Darius, why do you want to write the book? Uh, and And my answer was pretty straightforward. At this point, I was CEO of my company. I had been helping entrepreneurs for many years with their with their building core value companies, doing it just you know, as a thing that I did for my friends who were entrepreneurs. It wasn't not nothing like what I'm doing now where i where I formally helped them, you know, through scale map or through uh, you know, consulting. At that point, it was just something I was just doing for fun. and um, and so he, He asked me that question. I said, it's legacy, man. I just want to get the book out of my head. It's, you know, and I I want it to be there so that my kids know that this is something that, you know, I did. It's a legacy item. And he said, okay, well, good. He said, because there's there's multiple different reasons for writing a book. And a lot of people, I think, and and even myself to a certain degree, when I start first started thinking about writing a book, I was like, Well, I want to write a book because I want to have a New York Times bestseller. Which, when you start to look into the details of this, I, I think Scribe Tucker himself wrote an article on it which is, you know, you have to be a hardback book. It's totally gamified unless you're famous. It's based off of hardback sales only. You have to have a formal publisher. You cannot self-publish to do it. So a lot of these people, they'll, they'll, you know, they use these book aggregators to buy books from them. I mean, it's a whole racket, right? So so yes, a certain percentage of them are legitimate, but there's tons of people that just, they spend 250,000 bucks. And let's put it this way. Any one of you are listening, if you want a New York Times bestseller, you can do it. It costs 250,000 um, bucks. Uh, in fact, you can have an Amazon or excuse me, a wall street journal bestseller, and it costs any 50 grand and there's services out there that'll help you do it. Um, so don't get too enamored by that title. So he said, look, man, it, it, unless you're like doing it for fame and glory, like, it, you know, the, there's, there's not a lot of reasons to use a traditional publisher. And nowadays the game has changed. And even if you have a traditional publisher, they're going to expect you to promote your own book. So do you have a huge audience at that point? I didn't. So I said, no. He said, well, so if you're only doing it for legacy, then you should own your book. And hybrid publishing is a really cool way to get there. And that's something that that, that they do at Scribe. There's a company called Greenleaf that does it. Forbes Publishing does it. There's You could Google hybrid publishing and, and you'll see a bunch of these different publishers that do that. What hybrid publishing means is they do the same things that a large publisher might do, but they you own your book and you pay them for the services of doing it. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear, uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And so I thought, it's uh, for, for me, that made sense. Let's do hybrid publishing. Um. So, look, the, the, I could do a whole episode on why, why to go through a traditional publisher versus a hybrid publisher, and that's not the reason for, for this. You can go do that research yourself. But that was the decision I made was I'm going to go probably do self-publishing or hybrid publishing. And, and so then Tucker asked me, he said, well, look, man, you know, how do you feel? Like, Are you a person that, that would you want to use a ghostwriter or do you want to write your own book? And you can go either way. Um, And there's lots of services that do ghostwriting or versions of ghostwriting. Like I said, all those services I just mentioned, they all do it. Scribe is great. They they used to be called Book in a Box, but they did Dave Goggins book. They did, uh, uh, what's her name? Tiffany Haddish's book. They've done a ton of books. Uh, So I, I, and this is not an advertisement for Scribe. They're not paying for this episode, although I'm friends with them. Um, They do, they're, they're a good service. I recommend them to people when they ask. Um, And I said, look, man, I've been using ghostwriters in the past for like articles I've published uh, online. And I'm going to tell you, I'm kind of a stickler for my own words. So I really think there's two types of people out there. There's people that are sticklers. They like to write. They they want things to be written in a certain way. My number two strength is communication. So for me, it was like, yeah, writing my own book like or or you, things being said in my own words matter to me. It pisses me off when people don't use the words I want to use. I, I'll tell people all the time. They'll say something to me, and, and then I'll, I'll say, oh, you mean, and then I'll say it in my own words. I'm like, yeah, that's what I just said. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't say it the way I said it. So I'm a person that's super particular about words. And and I told Tucker that, and he said, "Listen, man, you know, we have, you know, two different op- options at our company. One is um guided author, and one is where we, you know, where they they write it for you. Is with the ghost? You work with a ghostwriter." He said, "You know, I don't make more. I make less money off of what I'm about to tell you. But but you should probably do our guided author, which is really like a coaching program. You write your own book, uh, you go through a workshop, and then and then you essentially instead of working with a ghostwriter, you write your own book and then you go through their publishing process." without that ghostwriter. And I think that service now costs like 18000 uh, dollars It was less expensive 2019. Um, or you can, you know, we could write your book for you and it's 40, 50 grand. And you would work with the writer together and you know, it's your voice, but they're translating it for you. And um and I said, yeah, look, man, I am such a stickler for writing. I want to write my own book. And I, and that was one of my goals. Like I, I really did want to write my own book. So a lot of books out there, by the way, that you see that are these best selling books, they, those people didn't write their own books. They worked with a ghostwriter, professional writer, who, tra- who sat down with them for you know forty hours and worked with them through the publishing process and wrote the book for them, um, with them, excuse me. And I have a lot of friends that have done that. And it's a great way to do it, especially if you want to like if time is if you're less particular about exacting your voice and you and time matters to you. But for that, you want to budget about forty hours of your time, one week of work, which is nothing to write a book. If you want to go the other way, which is you write your own book whole different story (laughs) you know uh now you need to 10x that you need to probably budget a couple hundred hours you know at least depending on how efficient you are and so i decided to go down that road and i and i in february uh excuse me in march of 2019 i did the scribe guided author program uh they're here in austin so it was easy for me flew it uh, a lot of people flew in for it from all over the world I sat down. There were some very—I don't want to name the names. There are people you would know if I name them. Very interesting people that wanted to write their own books. A lot of them are very popular and famous out there. Um, there's 20 of us in the group, uh, and Tucker taught the class, and I believe he still does. And uh, we we sat down for three days, and the out the outcome of those—I believe it was two or three days—was we had we had an outline for the book, and they took us through a whole process: who's the avatar, who are you writing it for, what do they look like, what do they care about. Um, but we ended up. I, I left that with an outline for my book. Now, rewind back a moment ago. I told you that I had re- already recorded all my my episodes of the book or all my chapters of the book over that the December of of 2018 when my company was selling one of our our retail division and I was stressing out and taking breaks by doing this by dictating these chapters of my book. So I go to Tucker. I go, "Hey, man, can I use the chapters that I've already dictated?" He said, "No, take those and throw them in the trash." <laughs> And he was right. Uh, I had no process, I had no outline, I just kind of did it uh off on the fly. Um, and I, had, you know, it was better than nothing, but and and what it did do is it did help me formulate what my thoughts a little bit, but I but it was far from an outline, so I left the scribe guided author with an outline. And it was really like, hey, I'm gonna write eight chapters, and here's what each chapter is, and here's you know, bullet points on what we're going to be talking about in the chapter. And I took that outline. And I went and did the same thing I did in December. I dictated the chapter again, but I did it now with an outline in front of me. And um, and and I did it. I started it uh, I think it was like around the first the of April. And by the eighth of it took me a week, seven, eight days, and I dictated the chapter. I then took that and I went to Rev.com and translated that into dictated it into you know written words, what I said. Now, one thing you realize. Especially if you like listening to podcasts, is if you took my podcast right now and you had it dictated on like a rev.com service or something where they type up everything I'm saying and you read it, it would be very two dimensional. And what you start to learn is that when you talk or when you listen to me talk, there's lots of there's there's tone in my voice and there's commas, there's there's a lot of of unspoken things I do that are not necessarily if you just translate it word for word, that that give you emotion. You lose that when you dictate and translate that into script, a script, right? You scribe it. So, what I realized was I had these kind of outlines that I talked through, but I had to then go and I had to retranslate that into a book. And it was and and the way they do it at scribe, which is really cool, is they tell you, you write two hundred fifty words a day. That's what you commit to every day. Rain or shine, 250 words. You get up, you knock it out, do it at night. You find a time when it, when it's consistent, but you're consistent about it. And you do it chapter by chapter. And there's a cool thing they do in writing the book that, that again, if you're thinking about writing the book, these are things that I thought were really interesting, which was, I think a lot of times when, when people want, want to write a book, they think that you're looking at a finished copy of a book you've read. You're thinking, I want to do that. And 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 what they call it in, in writing is, is the first draft of your book is so heinous and disgusting that unless you're like they say every book comes out this way you read the first draft of every book it would blow your mind on how bad they are and and i think you could even go out there and look this up you can go and look up first the first draft of the famous books and scripts and you read them and then you read the final and it's like there's there's some similarity but they are very very different which really opened my eyes up to the power of editing How powerful editing is in creating and shaping and fine-tuning and beautifying uh, the written word into what comes out to be that finished book product. The process they took us through Scribe was really this. They called the first draft, you just want to do your 250 words and you get through that first draft. And the name that that, that Tucker taught us, which I thought was amazing, was called the vomit draft. And the reason they call it the vomit draft is because they say no one looks pretty when they're throwing up, but you got to get it all out. Right. And so you get that vomit draft out. And for me, I will tell you this vomit and vomit. I did. I got my vomit draft, my first draft out in, I started it, uh, excuse me, April 8th. And I kid you not, my vomit draft was done June 25th. I rocked that thing in like 10 weeks and it was 45,000 words, which for those of you that don't know what that means, that's probably like 200, 220 page book, uh, normal book. So that's, that's a decent book. Um, and, and I knocked it out and I, and I was so proud of myself, but I will tell you, like it came out of me very quickly. Why? Because I I do believe that I am, and was an authority on on the subject I was thinking about. I had this book in my head and you might too, but I, and I, and I didn't do 250 words. Some days were 250 words. Some days were 3000 words. It came out of me, it poured out of me. That book came out of me quick and I'd get stuck. And I just said, and one of the key things that they taught in the book writing process that I thought was really cool was they're like, look. Hey gang, Darius Mashaza here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. So listen, I know we have a lot of CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners out there that listen to the show. And right now, if you're one of those folks and you're doing, let's call it a bare minimum of seven figures and above in your business, then what I'd like to do is give you an offer right now. How would you like to get your hands on the frameworks that I actually used to scale my last company, which started off as a small little seven figure company? To over 100 million dollars in annual revenue, and I did it in less than two years, and I did it without costly growing pains, without the headaches that you usually experience when you are scaling your business. So, if you're one of those folks and you're trying to grow your company, but you're you're finding yourself stuck in that day to day, if you're one of the listeners and you're getting grinded, this is your respite from getting grinded on your business. You're listening to the Mattar Show, and you're dealing with the breakdowns, you're dealing with inefficiencies. And you know, you've got that firefighter suit on and all the problems lying on your desk, and you're, you're not doing the work you're supposed to be doing, which is working on the business instead of in it, then what I'm about to talk to you about for the next call 60 seconds, this is precisely for you. Real quickly, though, if you don't already know this about me, prior to starting The Greatness Machine, I spent 20 years of my life as a founder and CEO of real-world companies And during that time, I actually grew my companies to over $1.2 billion with a B in bootstrap revenue. In fact, uh, we scaled out my last company from 30 to 1000 employees, and we did it in just 36 months. And we did it all by using a three-step framework that I call my scale map method. So that, of course, brings us to the purpose of this here mid-roll ad. Yes, this is what the podcast producers call these things. Recently, I created a 30-minute training. And what it does is it walks you step-by-step through all of my scale map method frameworks. And you can watch it right now for free when you go to DariusScale.com. That's my first name, Darius S-C-A-L-E S-C-A-L-E.com. And what these frameworks do is they fix... They simplify and they streamline every single aspect of your business, and they do it without the need for complicated scaling systems that are typically way too difficult and way too time consuming for a busy CEO like you and like myself was to implement. So if you want a simple and you want a proven path to remove yourself from the day-to-day operations, just like I did, so that you can do what you're supposed to be doing, which is leading your company to record growth without the headaches and without the growing pains, go to DariusScale.com. That's www.DariusScale.com. Watch the short video and I'll see you guys on the inside. Now, back to the show. You do not need to edit while you write. Writing is a creative process. So, so that was another really key insight in writing the book that I no one ever tells you. That's look, you've probably never asked someone who's written a book how'd you write a book. So, for any of you that are interested, you're you're getting the inside scoop right now on how a book gets written, at least from following the process I followed, and, which I think is a pretty well worn path. And so, one of the things that Tucker taught us was he said, look. You don't edit while you write man. The best people can do it, but 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 and, and just think about that. Editing is is not a creative process, it's an analytical process. Writing is a creative process, right? Left brain right brain. So you can't bounce back and forth between the left and the right brain. When you do that, what you're doing is you're stopping the process. And and I thought that was a really interesting insight. And so what I did was I followed the process and I will tell you this, I was a, I was very coachable and I and I was a student of the game. I just did what they told me to do. So he said, don't edit while you write. So I just wrote. Knocked out my vomit draft, got my vomit draft. And then they took us through an editing process. And it was an interesting editing process. And probably people do it differently. But there was a couple of things that really stood out to me. Number one is they did the edit. They made some recommendations. And then you do a read-through of their recommendations. And you kind of make the changes that if you agree with them or or not. Um, Then I did my own read-through and cleaned it up even more. And I found there was tons of stuff. First of all, when you write a book or if you write, you know, 45,000 words, 200 pages of a book, you start to see that uh, there was sometimes I would say stuff over and over again. There was paragraphs I wrote in chapter six. I already said in chapter three and vice versa. Uh, why? Because I, I wasn't paying attention to it when I was just getting getting it out of my head. And so I would cut out whole pages. I'm like, oh, I already talked about that. You know. The other thing was there was ways, words I said or sentences I said that were like, as I read it over and over again, I, I which is really what the editing process is, is you're reading it over and over again and you're you're cleaning it up and you're tightening it up and this is a process that they call it writing called killing your baby because something i learned in the process which i thought was really interesting was when you're writing and just think about this in, from the perspective of being a reader you know I, I read gosh like crazy right those of you that know this know that i'm reading 10 pages 10 books at a time um you got to earn it you got to earn it from the reader one page at a time so think about yourself how many times do you read a book You're halfway through and you're like, I'm over it. (laughs) I've given them two extra chapters. I said if it was if it didn't get better, the first couple chapters were good. The last three weren't that good. I'm over it. I'm turning it off. You know, I'm done, I'm done reading this book. And and you close the book. Why? Because as a reader, you only want to give your attention to things that interest you. You're very selfish. Readers are very, very selfish. And so I thought that was super interesting. I was like, oh, okay, you gotta earn it one page at a time. Why does that matter? Well, when you're editing your book, you when you have that lens on, you start killing stuff. And I was killing, they were my favorite stories. I'm like, this is one of my favorite stories. But I realized I was being self-indulgent. The reason I wrote that story was because I liked that story, but it really didn't help make the point of the book. So, I was killing some of my favorite stories, and they call it in, write, in writing, they call it killing your baby. So, you go through the process, you kill your baby, and then the last two edits one is called the read out loud edit, where, and you try this sometime when you write something, read it out loud, and it sounds different when you read it out loud. And, and that'll give you, again, another perspective to then go clean it up, make it sound better when you read it out loud. And then you do your final edit. So, you know, I think all in, it took me a couple hundred hours to do that. Um, I will say this it the, the 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 final when i locked the manuscript it was a really quiet cool, so i started the editing process in you know i think it was june 25th september 25th 90 days later we were done with the final edit and then it was super cool it was layout and images and and what type of Texture, do you want the cover to be? And what type of color do you want the pages to be? And what texture do you want the pages to be? And do you want to do offset print or print on demand? And there's all these cool things I geeked out on the process. And on the back cover, what do you want it to say? Because people read the back cover and they read the inside cover. And how do you want the, the design of the cover to look? And, and I will tell you, Scribe, you know, again, this is not a Scribe advertisement. It's my experience with them. They were absolute pros. They really crushed it. Javon, Tucker, all those guys over there, they crushed it. They did a great job. Um, and, and I, and I had a great experience with them and it really, it, but it took a lot of work. September 25th was when, um, you know, the book was done. It took about four to six months post, post writing. You would think that the writing part was the easy part or the hard part. No, man, the post was the shit ton of work. And we did all that. And I'm not even talking about book launch. Book launch is a whole nother co- conversation for people that want to have a successful book, book launch. Like I did, that was a thousand hours of work, but, But it was really eye-opening to go through the process. And one of the things I realized was it was a marathon. It was a little bit of work all the time. Send it off to the editor, get it back, read through it. You know, I read my book so many times that – and and Tucker said this. This is actually a really funny note. He said, you'll know you're done with your book when you hate your book. (laughs) You know you'll be done with your book when you hate your book. And at the end I was like, man, I fucking hate my book. I'm over it. I just, I can't read this thing again. I can't give it to anybody else to get notes on it. I'm done. And I hated my book, but I loved it because it was done. And it was, you know, it's one of those things where it was, you know, one bite of the elephant at a time. But it demystified the process and 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 i really just gave you from a to z the entire process of what it was like to write a book so you know for anyone out there that's interested in write, writing a book i will tell you it was a really cool process the other thing i learned in this which i i didn't realize was a lot of people write books because there's something about being an author an author you know stands for being an authority you know and i was an authority and i am an authority on how do you build a core value drone organization high growth organizations using core values so for me what it did it was really interesting and and i i believe it was you know one of my mentors was vern harnish said this people act differently towards you when they know you've written a book on on a subject there's a there's an entire there's a not an entitlement but like you love you level up you know like people like for whatever reason you take those ideas you put it on paper you bind it in a book you put a cover on it it it's it sets that idea apart than you just being someone that talks about it and what i learned was a lot of people in business write books because it gives them a platform to then say that i am an expert on x y and z so i will tell you this if if it, it a lot of people use their books to do great in the world a lot of people maybe some people want, want to do like what natasha miller one of our former guests did and you want to do your memoir and there's, there's groups out there that'll help you do that. But telling your story, like the one thing that I thought was really cool is like, I, I'm going to be dead and gone. But my book it's here forever. Anyone that wants to read my book, it's there. My family will get a check, you know, not much. It's, you don't make any money on books, uh, on the book themselves. You make money on, you know, what the books, uh, the opportunities the books get you. Maybe if you can leverage it to get business or to teach your clients or teach your team. Uh, but it's a cool process. It's a great creative thing. And it's something that, you know, it'll withstand the test of time. Assuming your book's not too controversial that people don't burn it, <laughs> you know, but, but uh, you know, all joking aside, it is a legacy that you get to leave for future gener- generations. My kids, kids, kids will be able to read my book. And that's something that I'm super proud of. Um, So I would tell you, uh, I mean, so if someone asked me on a podcast, I said, are you going to write any more books? And I said, I'll probably write 10 more books. Uh, I already have, you know, the next couple of books in my head. In fact, I have a kids' book coming out called "What Are Core Values," uh, that that we worked on. That that's going to be launching sometime in the next year. Um, I haven't. The, the launch is a lot of work if you want to do it right. So I could launch it tomorrow without a launch, but I, I want to launch it and make sure it gets gets what it deserves, gets the attention it deserves. So, look, if you anyone that's interested in learning more, like I'm actually always happy to have a conversation. You can email me Darius at the real Darius. Uh, I can point you in the right direction on who I worked with to write my book. But it, it is it is not impossible. It is an amazing pro- uh, uh, project to work on. You can take years and years to get it out there. And when it's done, it will be something that future generations in your family, in business, in the world, however, whoever, whatever audience you're serving, it will be there when you're long gone, which I think is really cool. So anyway, uh, listen, uh, I love sharing my learnings and insights, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If if you do love our episodes, I will I, I ask you kindly that you share, go post a review, hit the share, hit the like button, you know, show this to your friends. That's you know, my goal here is to turn this into one of the top podcasts in the world. The only way that happens is by people sharing the episodes. So please share the episode, and uh, hopefully you learned a few things today. I know I enjoyed uh, giving you my story, and uh, till next time, peace out. We love you. Leave us a review, tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews, we love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers, and after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind-the-scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one.
1: This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit.